What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dad Podcast with your host, Sean Stafford. Today, we're in the studio with Ollie. Say hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. <laughs> and the legends. That's Dad Bod Bands, by the way. Dad Bod Bands. <laughs> with the legends that are Carly Rowena and Leon Bustin. Give them a round of applause. Woo! So I've been trying to get you guys into the studio for ages. We've been hiding. It's been a long. It has been a long while. I feel like we just got to that point where we're like, oh, we better just give him what he wants. Finally otherwise, he's going to. Otherwise, he's going to turn up at our house with a microphone. <laughs> I, if you didn't live so far out of London, I probably would have done that. But we're in. In all honesty, you guys have had an incredibly busy kind of last 18 months we threw a couple of things in the mix yeah <laughs> literally, literally yeah. in the mix batter in the mix yeah we we decided to have a child which was which which is which was phenomenal we and suit. then also we had a child for a month before carly decided to redecorate and rip the whole house apart and start again yeah i thought that would you know just, just extra why time. not do you know what there's nothing <laughs> so if you want if you want to do something give it to somebody who's busy and stressed because uh-huh. it gets and done and you just keep going yeah. yeah yeah and she's killed it yeah it's been, it's been a busy 18 months so is the house finished no okay yeah so we've now got bathrooms as of like last week we have bathrooms again water. so yeah running water so yeah. that's great I I think okay. we've got about two weeks left, depending on how long it takes me to paint one of the walls. Right. So maybe we should just move on. Okay. No, I do, I do want to move on because before, before we start, something I like to do with all my sort of podcast guests is um, if we were at a cocktail party, uh-huh. a little bit of role play, every married couple loves role, role play. Role play. <laughs> um, if Wear we're the at, handcuffs. If, if we're at a cocktail party, how would you guys introduce yourselves? Oh, you're going to want me to go first now, aren't you? You see that? Gentlemen's go first. Um, so mine's always quite strange. So I, I always introduce myself as I have for the last probably eight years. I'm Leon, one half of the Lean Machines. Yeah. Uh, and it's literally me and my best friend, John John Chapman. We run our YouTube and social media and our business together as fitness professionals. And in this modern world, we're social media dudes as well. So in- Influencers? Don't oh, even okay. use that. No. Did you notice how much I kind of yeah, retracted I was, before I said it? Um, yeah, no. We're just we're just fitness guys trying to cut through the crap and help as many people as we possibly can in the industry. Um, yes, that's pretty much me. So, would you say you're a full time YouTuber? Uh, I would say that I'm a full time fitness dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is who does a, does a little bit of YouTube, does a little bit of the usual social media, bit of media Instagram, bits. bit of Twitter, yeah, and Thanks. online distant coaching and everything cool. like that. So you're big into CrossFit as well, right? Big into CrossFit now. Yeah, I made the transition around two and a half, three years ago. Still love my bodybuilding sessions that I do at home. There's nothing yeah. better than a Friday pump. Um, but yeah, I just I just love performance-driven stuff. That's where cool. I came from. And now here I am again with CrossFit. Yeah, sweet. And Carly, how would you, how would am you introduce yourself? Am I introducing myself yourself? to Leon or to no, anyone? No, no, no. Because Leon I would, would, I would like... introduce myself like that. I'd be, hey, love, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> um, usually I say, if you're at a dinner party and uh-huh. my father-in-law, Humphrey, oh, okay, is in the, Humphrey. And, he say, and he says, hello, Carly, what do you do? <laughs> Hi, as, Humphrey. As all, as all good father-in-laws do. First of all, I would compliment him on his Yeah, it's a great name. name. Um, I'd definitely say, hi, Humphrey. I'm Carly Rowena, uh, which is actually my middle name. Everyone gets that. They always think it's my full name now, but it's not. Um, so, I, what, what? Hold Carly on. Carly Rowena. 
Carly Rowena. So what, what's your full name? Or is, or is that, oh, is Carly that, is that Rowena like Bustin. Yeah, so the Rowena part's the middle. But people used to call me Wiener when I was a kid, so I didn't use it. But it hasn't happened to my adulthood, so we're all good. Right. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. Dropping bombs. Yeah. Okay, so you'd say, I'm um, Carly Rowena. Yeah, and I'm coach, personal trainer, which I've been doing, and I would say it's probably my full-time love. Yeah. And then I do the social media side, so the YouTube, the vlog. But mainly retreats is my favorite thing. So Kilimanjaro, Peru smashing things all around the world <laughs> that's, that's epic yeah it's good fun and then I'd probably say I'm a mum too now because everyone always asks that as well yeah and so how did you guys meet this is something that my, oh, my, oh, wife, my wife always asks so uh, typical like, yeah. I've, I'm just about to we change it become the standard personal trainer dude in the did gym you, did you slide into the DMs oh no the even Facebook. worse I literally I walked up to her in the gym and was like hi how you doing and then found out what her name was found yeah. her on Facebook and then creepy we courted slightly over Facebook because I would comment on your drunken Facebook statuses and vice versa <laughs> and then she her, her killer line was she came in and told me that she'd had a dream about me yeah. riding a dolphin yeah I had a really odd dream so I decided to tell him about it I know that sounds so bizarre but you know when you have one of those odd dreams yeah he tried to get with me for about four months and you and I was just it was not interested First, in boys or girls just wasn't interested yeah, in anyone yeah. <laughs> the worst thing was is she ha- couldn't to this day still can't remember the first three times she met me no sorry Single because time. I was that insignificant <laughs> and I was sub six foot that she hadn't even <laughs> registered me and kept me in her brain is that the yardstick does uh-huh. it have to be over six foot <laughs> Yeah. I'm quite well, tall. Like, we're from Norfolk. Everyone is very tiny. And I was like, come oh, on, someone tall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are Norfolk. Well, Norfolk. The family tree doesn't branch very much. <laughs> <in> Norfolk <laughs> doesn't, doesn't branch at all. No. So first of all, we checked, you know, compared birth certificates that we weren't yeah. actually yeah. related. And then she just took the hit on f- being a five foot eight stacked unit over Just here stopped wearing heels. And decided yeah. that she would never wear heels again. Cool. And that was that. History. And the rest, as they say, is history. How long ago was that? Seven years ago. No, nine oh, years wow. ago. <laughs> you can keep that in. No, but seven days <laughs> in. <laughs> nine years nine ago. Nine years ago. Okay. And so you Free guys, dating apps, which is terrifying. I know. This is, so everyone's like, oh, how, did, you know, how did you meet your, your wives? Because mm-hmm. I'm obviously married. Um, we met 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's and like And so people price. are like, you know, oh, does she follow you on this? I was like, mate, this is, this is before smartphones. Might be like, we had eBay. pages. <laughs> like, wow. we, I, I had to, she would beep me and I'd go to a payphone. You know I mean? That's how I old school we days. are. Yeah, it's, uh, I speak to my younger sister and she, and she talks about guys and meeting guys. And yeah. I'm like, but if you fancied a guy and you saw him in a supermarket, would you go up and speak to him? She's like, no, that's psychopathic. I'd actually go and have to find him on Facebook. I'm like, that's even weirder. <laughs> see, see, we were, I was having this conversation with some friends when we were in Portugal over the summer and the, the guys our age who almost don't have that confidence mm-hmm. anymore or people think it's weird yeah. if you just go up to somebody in a bar yeah. or in a restaurant or wherever you are and introduce yourself and say hey you know can I buy you a drink? And yeah, I yeah. think that's the most flattering way from a lady's point of view. I think that's nothing more than when a guy actually comes up and says something that's nice and not derogative. Yeah. That is such a beautiful way to meet someone but a lot of people don't have the confidence. See we um. We were having we were having brunch uh, in Portugal, and when this conversation came up, and we were with somebody's parents, mm-hmm. and he said that he wants to when he retires, he wants to write a book called How We Met, and it's just going around interviewing people of different age oh. groups That's to see how cool. they met. I'm sorry if I'm giving your sorry if I'm yeah. giving your book idea Pat, away Pat. before you've done it. <laughs> Copyright it, Can't, yeah, <laughs> patent it immediately. But it's it's so like it's such a, yeah. a different space now with. 
social media technology mm-hmm. and just I think just people's self-esteem issues and as you said mm-hmm. a lot of people if you go up to them in a bar they would think you were a bit weird yeah yeah, yeah it's so I think it's a really sad thing but you see it most people can't even do face-to-face or eye-to-eye contact like that sucks like when you're trying to talk to someone they're literally yeah. hiding away from you and I'm finding that with most people now when I talk to them you're like hello yeah most people aren't actually in the room even yeah. if they're in the room which is crazy mm-hmm. and like we've said like a lot of people obviously there's a lot of great advice and a lot of awesome parent advice that people give, but there's yeah. a lot of warriors out there. And ever since we've had Jacks, there's been so much questions and conversations surrounding are we assigning genders? How are we going yeah, to yeah. dress her in colours? Food preferences. Talking about food preferences. Like all sorts of different things where I just thought, she's a girl, she's a girl, she's a boy. He was a boy, the boy. That's kind of yeah, as simple yeah. as that. And we'll just figure it out as, as we go along. So she tells now, us different things. She says yeah. she doesn't want to eat meat or she wants to be a boy or any and of this like, stuff, then, then she just, changes. And then with social media and stuff, we actually look at ourselves as really fortunate that we're, we're 32 years old and we grew up at that point where mobiles weren't there and yeah. social media wasn't there. So we had life before it so we can deal with it without. But then it came in when we were around 12, 13 years old and we had our huge Motorola bricks and everything like yeah, that. Yeah school where we've grown up at quite a conscious level with it where we understand it so we can moderate it quite well whereas my younger sister who's now 19 20 years old yeah she came in it was so full-on you know the first thing you had wasn't even a phone it was a social media account which yeah. is where i think that's where it's hard and we have to look after it a little bit more but i think we came in luckily at the right time because my my parents wouldn't even know how to unlock a mobile phone yeah. <laughs> and look at the internet yeah and i think I think you. we're going to come back to it later, probably, because I've got some questions in here <laughs> on social media. So we'll probably attack that later. But I think the way that social media is in such, such a big part in, mm. especially the, the people necessarily a bit younger than us, so the youth, and it's been so present in their life, and especially the way that the, I think, the intent of like what it was created for has really mm. sort of with the monetization of it and the capturing of data and the repositioning of data and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think it's really changed, and I think... Yeah. I think I can't see it lasting too much longer in its current format just because people like yourselves and myself will be the decision makers in a few years time yeah. and we're the ones that kind of have a appreciation of what it was like before yeah. and can see the difference. So. I think a lot of us are finding our exit strategies or ways Maybe. we can kind of move on which is awesome and I also think I went on to there for connection. So I yes. do a thing called Chat with Carly so people can hashtag me and we'll literally go offline and we'll speak over Skype yeah. all around the world so people can actually connect because that was generally what social media was for. And a lot of people are lonely and loneliness is becoming one of the biggest factors of mental health now. Yeah. And so being able to do Chat with Carly just meant actually people could speak to me about anything and reconnect, which was why we were all in there first. But now we're all in there for different reasons. Yeah. And it's also, as you said, it was all about connections at the start. And now, yeah, now a lot of not. people are so consumed with their phone they can't even look at you in the eye. Yeah, they don't actually, have any connections. And they don't yeah. have any connection skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As in, it's one of those things where yeah. we almost need to go back to basics and 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 teach it. I think like it'll from, happen. I think it'll happen yeah, as well. Because I think I, our generation will teach our kids, so that will change it. Yeah, I, I completely I think, agree. I find it weird that like people still... I, I meet new people in social media now who have been doing it maybe a year or two years, and they find it strange that we didn't have... And still, you know, probably to our detriment in many ways, we don't really have a business strategy with yeah. social media because when we first used YouTube and before Instagram and all that kind of stuff, we were personal trainers on the gym floor yeah. doing 57... 50, 57 sessions a week and trying to find a way that we could get 
more clients without having to intimidate them in, in, in the gym environment. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. That's where YouTube came from. It was like how to do a squat, how to do a lunge, walk up to this person. Oh, if you want to find out some more free information, go and check out our YouTube channel. Yeah. That was all it was. And now I find it strange that you can actually do a course at college to get a qualification to run a YouTube channel. I'm like, it, you're coming in at a business level before yeah. you even appreciate the basic simplicity of what it actually the joys was. Of what it, the joys yeah. of what it was created for. Yeah, I think that, and I think it's, it's hard because it gets a bad rap in many ways because of that now. It's, yeah. you know, social media is quite an incredible area and a beautiful thing to actually use to connect with people and learn from people and be inspired and motivated. But it also now has that crude business side of it where there's a lot of deception and everything like that it's it's a shame in some ways yeah so let's let's take a mini break from sort of social media um what does your typical day-to-day life look like like because because your you said your revenue streams and your interests are so varied like what what does a, a normal day in the life of the Boston household look like proper juggling and definitely Chaotic. is multitasking which is amazing so I always wake up around five and I then go to the box to go train so um yeah oh. generally before Jax is kind of up so it means I can go there and then Leon usually kind of does wake up with her and do breakfast and then we switch so then he goes and I'm back home yeah um and it's pretty much trying to get emails and stuff done and then when she's down for a nap that's when you get all the work done you get a whole day into like two hours yeah it's amazing how efficient you get with your <laughs> yeah. time right or. so efficient um and then it's going out seeing clients skyping clients things like that taking jacks with um and then the evenings again like a little tag team of everything but we try yeah. and come together as one for dinner and bath time yeah yeah the simple simple rules is like on a sunday we'll know what each other's going to be doing yeah. the rest of the week pretty much i get it a little bit easier than carly i have three days where i work with john and in that time we have to film a podcast we we have to film a YouTube video, create yeah. some form of content, and if there's branded content we have to do, yeah. then we'll do it. Otherwise, it's just creating speculative content. We might create a few Instagram images and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the other two days, I'm full-time dad. So today, essentially, I'm full-time dad today. So I've come awesome. up to look after Jax while Carly does bits and pieces uh, around Got London. back-to-back meetings, so it yeah, just makes it and easier. It's, yeah. it's been incredible since since having Jax you know everyone talks about how amazing it is with a baby and how much it changes your life mm. and everything like that in so many you know completed it mate kind of ways with, <laughs> with baby but just to take it away from that and like when you say on a really simple sense of about efficiency the way that I run my business now and the way that I run my relationship and everything with Carly as well has been unbelievable since Jax has got here because you yeah. suddenly realize that you know we're fortunate enough to have a gym downstairs I'll go downstairs and do 10 minutes of intervals just randomly on the bike and I'm like I sit there and finish and I'm like that was horrific but I never would have done that a year ago yeah because you're just snatching it you just want to get as much out of your days as you possibly can this yeah it's chaotic at times but so do you like do you, do you guys have your schedules on the fridge are they on a google doc phones. like Everything's how, how organized written it? down to the calendars. team okay yeah we have like I think our calendar is with like six people so like our agents are in it your, so your business partner's in it yeah, yeah. everybody's in it so, yeah, they so can I, know when John, where we're at. I know when John's missus is going to the doctors yeah same yeah. <laughs> So it's the all, only way, it's, isn't it? It's pretty in sync and it, it just makes it so much easier, you know. The thing is is you know, with Carly's stuff, she does it all on her own. So the yeah. pressures are there on so many different levels, but also as well, she can only let herself down. Yeah. Whereas with my side of things, if I turn around and go, you know what, I'm just not going in today. It's not only myself that I'm letting down. It's also John, my business partner, which makes it, it just keeps you a kick up the backside sometimes. Yeah, it keeps you honest, doesn't yeah, it? And exactly keeps that. you accountable to someone else, yeah. Yeah. which is 
at the end of the day quite important that's why a lot of sure. us have bosses and yeah. business partners and chairman and that sort of I stuff I just think yeah. you have to become more realistic with your to-do lists like before having Jack's my to-do list was it was never ending yeah. and then now since having her it's like okay like five key bullet points of those key things I have to get done today and then the things that I can keep rolling over to the next yeah. and I yeah. think that is the thing that comes priority but it would be really really interesting if you actually look back at your lists as well pre-Jacks well this is my next yeah. question so my next question is how has your life changed in the last year So that that might be a really nice segue into that. Yeah, uh, it would be exactly that. Things that I think I was about to go down the route of things that were so-called important Mm. have suddenly, I actually feel embarrassed that I ever valued them. Just one <laughs> which is hard because we're sat here as grooming all, that moustache all people <laughs> who absolutely love fitness and it's been you know an yeah. integral part of your life for as, as long as you can probably remember just the same as myself but I would spend three or four hours in the gym in a block messing around talking to people train for about 30 minutes if I'm yeah. completely honest doing bits and pieces going out for coffees all the time just really valuing the wrong connections with people and in the wrong time and I go into the gym now do an hour and a half maximum get out and I feel bloody amazing and I haven't wasted any of my time I get back and I see Jax and I'm like there's so many times during the week where I would normally go I want to go and create some more Instagram images they don't pay the bills they just you're just kind of massaging the beast you know still being relevant getting more likes and comments and subscribers and all this kind of stuff and it was almost like the second she was born I was like if, if none of my channels ever grew again, but I could still make the money that I need to survive and continue yeah. living my lifestyle as a way that I do right now, I wouldn't care. You know, it, it's so weird. It's like I'm still very driven in many different ways. But one thing that's massively changed as soon as she was born, I was like, I'm not driven by numbers and figures and growth in the way that I, was, I used to be. I'm like, I do as much as I have to do to continue yeah. doing well, but I won't work four days a week. Well, you do as much as you again. want to do, right? Yeah. That's the yeah. Same. So, yeah. Working three days a week was not even, it was a non-negotiable. I wouldn't even think of doing less than five or six days a week. Whereas now I'm like, I don't want to do any more than three because it takes away the time I have with the family and yeah. with the little one. And it's, it's weird. I never thought I'd be that person, but who we are. I think it's choosing the things that are the most cost effective so the ways that you can earn the most money while still having that quality time at yeah. home with other people and definitely connections is one of the things that's changed. You, I think when you have when your life priorities change that's when you notice other people kind of come in and out of yeah. your life and I think we've definitely created a more core group of people and you kind of decide, you know, is it worth coming to London? No offense. It's worth yeah. coming to London and seeing you for a podcast, but is it worth coming up and seeing someone for a coffee yeah. when I could maybe do that over Skype or over telephone? You just kind of become better with your time. More efficient. Yeah. Because yeah. you Definitely. kind of have to be. Because yeah. yeah. Exactly that. Yeah, you before don't you waste were, time. Yeah, before you were looking after you and yeah. maybe being, you know, aware of your partner's existence. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's kind of like you get up and there's one thing dominating the day. Yeah, which everything. Is, sure. I wouldn't change one. it at all. It's probably... No made us better business people I would say it has yeah definitely made me a much better business person because it's it's that same that same saying of back against the wall you know you never really realize that you're kind of coasting in a lot of ways yes Mm -hmm. until you're back against the wall and you look at say for instance you look in your bank account you're like oh my god then you suddenly want to take action it's the same with same with many you know with when you see clients and they come to you and they suddenly have a huge transformation it's normally off the back of a huge trauma they're the ones who give you the biggest results and it's because they're like 
oh, my doctor's just turned around and told me if I don't sort this out, I am <laughs> going to the chopping block. You know, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's the same in business, I think. You you suddenly realize, oh, Christ, okay, I better do something now. And with Jack, she's a mm. huge reason for us to do something. You think more future, don't you? Because you're like, okay, we want to yeah. make sure she's got a good life. And if yes. she settled, whereas then we're always present or past before her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so if you want to increase your business savvy, have a baby. In a roundabout kind of way. Maybe just pretend you've got one and think it through. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just, just buy a dog. It'll be fine. Do you, well, you, did you, we so you guys dog. had a dog first, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. How long did you have the dog before you had the baby? Uh, he's five now, so, yeah, so four, four years. years. It's pretty much the same sort of trajectory. So my, I think my dog's six or seven. Yeah. We had her for maybe two years. I'm so two, glad we did that because that taught us a lot. It does, doesn't it? Like yeah. having a dog so teaches you yeah. how to look after something other than yourself. Yeah, because yeah, they require so much and he definitely taught us to stop being selfish. And I think if not, when we'd had Jax, we would have been like, oh, oh. Yeah, just so many having, things would have to change. Just having to walk him each day, yeah. having to go home by a certain time so he can go out, that yeah. kind of stuff. We never really liked to leave him for long, but at sometimes it would just be like, oh, he's going to be on his own for like four hours. And you knew there was a reason to get back. Yeah, That just level of selflessness, I guess, is a real yeah, basic level. Where you've got to consider somebody else other than just your partner. It's yeah. suddenly, suddenly it, it prepares you a little bit. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to talk about now, something I like to do on the podcast, is mm-hmm. the Dad Podcast Room 101. So do you guys Ooh. get the concept? Mm. So if you could take one thing and throw it into Room 101 and never see it again. So in life... What is your dad podcast room 101 thing? Carly, we'll start with oh, you. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I want to be second. You always want to oh, be second. You're going to have to go because no, I'm still thinking. Come on. Come on oh, what, is, what is the one thing you hate in life? If you could put I it in a box and eject throw. it, you would. Can I? Mm, so judgment right now is huge. Can I throw judgment, just o- online judgment, all the way yes. into the... <laughs> yes, you can. As, yeah. a, as a whole would, concept. I would throw the whole... It. Yeah, the judgment, that, that would go straight in because I think when you... Before there was judgment, but definitely now being a mum, it is like everyone has yeah. something to say and the judgment is huge and I'm winging life so I know that I'm going to make fails but just yeah. watch me do them instead of judge first. <laughs> and so so taking judgment as a as a thing, uh-huh. like how would... How would that impact you sort of pre and post Jax? Yeah, so before it was just me, so I didn't mind. And also, I didn't really have much negativity. And it wasn't until I was pregnant that people were saying that I was going to lose... I was going to lose Jax because I was exercising while pregnant. Um, I was putting abs yeah, before pregnancy, and that my, I mean, there was never that factor. Um, there are so many dickheads. Yeah, around. there <laughs> really oh, is. Yeah, and then obviously after I had Jax, and you know, going back into exercise, and then yeah. when you your body kind of changes, people just the whole sna- uh, There's just a a lot of judgment from a lot of people, and I yeah. would love all of that to go. You go um, rough, but then also as well in Carly's defence. It's, it's kind of weird, again, with social media that because she just carried on and doesn't complain, we're kind of taught to complain. It's right. one of those things that Carly was in. There was days where, and this is no exaggeration, she was crawling around on the floor <laughs> because she, her hips were in so much pain that she couldn't physically stand up. Yeah. But then the next day she could go to the gym and she just chose to focus on the fact that she could go to the gym and do the positive stuff. Whereas <laughs> because if she t- turned around and spent nine months moaning saying, oh, I feel sick, I feel tired, I feel crap, people would have supported her for that. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. It almost benefits you less being a positive person. Sometimes. <laughs> in some ways. Sometimes. Because, yeah. Because you're not as... Because a lot of people are, a lot of people are negative. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. intrinsically negative. There are yeah. a lot of people that 
probably the vast majority are in some way sort of relatively unhappy yeah, or, yeah, or, sure. or want things to improve. Yeah. A lot of times that's why they follow people because yeah. it's escapism. You know, it's some form of escapism. And so if you're there doing things that they think they want to be doing, then yeah. potentially they could look at that and be like... Triggered. Yeah. No, triggered. <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly right. So... Yeah. Did, in terms of your exercise, did you exercise right up until... Yeah, till the day, the the day, day the before I had Jack's. And actually, when my contraction started, we were going for a walk with the dogs. Yeah. So we were doing like a sort of 5K. It's like a 5K loop we used to do every day. It was so On the bad days, that was the days that you thought yeah. that would be all you could do. And we'd walk around, she's like, I'm getting a little bit of a t- tummy tickle. Didn't think anything of it. And then... So it feels a bit like a wave. Oh, this might be that contraction thing they said that was going <laughs> to... <laughs> this labour this labor thing. So, I think yeah. I've just peed myself. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, d- I did the whole way through up yeah. until the day before I had Jax and I love loved being pregnant I had a lovely pregnancy yeah. and definitely there were moments where it was difficult but working out for me is something that I've always done and for mental health and actually just being in a space I've always been and not feeling like a lot of people treated me like I was ill like yeah. being pregnant meant I was ill and I hated being wrapped up in like cotton wool so going to CrossFit and lifting weights and doing all the things I did before just less intensity was perfect for me I loved it yeah Sophie um, Sophie exercised and trained up until due date yeah we were perfect yeah Lucas was 10 days late Um, and so she she said actually I think I'm now that it's due date I think I'm going to stop yeah and as soon as she stopped she got ill so like she she got a cold she got migraines she got a chest infection and it was almost like she exercised the entire nine months and then as soon as she stopped her body just said, yeah. "Fuck you." Yeah. She got, re- she got <laughs> <Yeah>. really sick. <laughs> um, but we we're, we're massively massive believers in. She had quite a, an easy birth. No, that's, she'll kill me for saying that. Um, <laughs> no, she, yeah, oh, I, oh my god, um, she had quite uh, comfortable. Oh, I can't, even, I can't even say that word. <laughs> I can't even say uneventful. Like it, yeah, there was yeah. no real major issues with the birth of Lucas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't easy. It was incredibly hard, etc. But she credits a lot of the ease of the the labour was because she was fit and strong yeah. and had kept going right up until. Like, yeah. is that something that you guys experienced so as well? So, my pregnancy, it was a long labour. So it was a thirty nine hour labour, but it wasn't an easy labour. But I, the fact that I exercised the whole way through, I pretty much stood through my entire yeah, labour through got full thirty nine hours, wow. and I didn't use anything other than paracetamol. And I know no, actually, you had two wine gums. Two wine gums, yeah. Um, I didn't even eat. It was ridiculous. But I know that my body would not have enabled me to last the thirty nine hours on just that and standing had I not. Exercised the whole way through if you weren't fit yeah not a chance I would never have been able to do that yeah interesting yeah it's crazy yeah. so she's given you a hell of a long time to talk about your, yeah, and your, your, your life so room 101 going, I was back in the day yeah, what's then, your 101? holding you up what's your life what's your life 101 um, I think to be honest it has to naturally come from my industry because it's, it's the one thing that I ever if I ever get frustrated yeah. it's always the same thing and it's the falseness sometimes specifically I'm, I'm sure you can agree with me in, in, in our industry specifically I know that when I first started YouTube and it became something yeah. I knew that if I took my top off and I wrote the right title in association with my image. Like clickbaity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I, I knew that if I wrote the right thing and put the right image, I would be seen as more credible in some ways. Yeah. Whereas, like, and it was, it was hard, I did it, I had to do it. And I think it's probably one of the reasons I find it so hard now is that a lot of the things that I'm trying to teach my clients and followers all the time is that in all, what it actually takes to get 
a, such a physique or get such a body and all this kind of stuff yeah. and people there's still so much of the world who absorb social media as like at face value and I know how to take a bloody good photo yeah. and I know how to edit a bloody good photo and everything like that and it's almost like I've been doing it for so long that I still find it hard when I kind of look at you look at the pecking orders in in, in in the fitness industry and I'm so far down the pecking order because I'm not putting out the stuff that makes people feel crap in some ways it's like the stuff that ha you have to almost really question make people question themselves and their image in order to get somewhere yeah. or you have to have a go at somebody and it's it's just one of those things that just I just see I think it's because it came from taking photos on really early iPhones and yeah. it looked like you had Vaseline across the lens because it was yeah. such poor quality and nobody cared it was maybe just you did image. have Vaseline across the lens maybe I did a lot of Vaseline <laughs> yeah. a lot of Vaseline banging around your gym bag whereas, <laughs> whereas now you know the the base level of content so high is, is so so high and you know, I even had somebody question me the other day and didn't didn't want to listen to my advice as a professional because he said for somebody who trains as much as you do why are you not shredded and I was like, because it's my choice not to be shredded because yeah. I know what it takes to get to that yeah. and I, I can't do it. You know, I, mentally, I just don't want to put myself in that place. And it's that there's a, there's a real side to the industry and there's a really fake side to the industry. Yeah. And the fake side gives me a lot of shit. Right. <laughs> and I think if I could kind of, I wouldn't necessarily have to get rid of it. I think I could just, if I could get could people to it. understand it <laughs> a little bit more, yeah. because it's one of those things, it almost puts pressure on me to every now and again, I'm like, do I need to do this or do I need to do that? And it's it's one of those things. It's like you're constantly trying to educate people and evolve them away from certain things. And then you see another image that has half a million likes on it. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, you see it for what it is and other people see it and it just makes them feel crap. Yeah. And it's that, that would probably be, yeah, my... So I'm throwing judgment and you're throwing fakeness. Yeah. Okay. Falseness. 101 is getting <laughs> full of the feels today. Yeah, but that's... What would, what would you throw in there? Yeah. Um... Ooh, throwing it back on me, have you? Uh -huh. um, do you know what? As in, I think we were talking a little bit before we started recording about it as well, that I think, and in terms of for things to get traction, yeah. they have to be... Sexy um, or dramatic. Yeah, or just polarizing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and I think, and, and by polarizing, it can also be divisive. Do you know what I mean? So it seems like the, the content that is is doing well at the moment would be things that, either are you know calling people out uh -huh. being you yeah. know which is bluntly aggressive and it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people will throw something out there and then wait for their army to it's almost like you know Donald Trump saying let's build a wall yeah. and immediately he whips up the, the baseness in people it's almost like fairly crass mm. yeah. yeah and you know, America has problems with, with immigration you know obese people have issues with body confidence and you know there's a lot of things within our sector which yeah. people they comment on and yeah. some of the comments are downright stupid yeah. and some of them are enlightened mm -hmm. and I think almost highlighting somebody's potentially stupid comments which they probably is a sound bite taken out of context or that you know Shame on them! They're getting paid to say the sort of stuff yeah, for a, yeah. for a launch of a product or something. Trying, you know, they're trying to make their two bucks or yeah. put food on the table for their kids, and then just having, you know, almost whipping up the the, the masses to to jump on them. Yeah, I think that divisive nature and that polarizing nature of social media is really 
I think it's unnecessary. I and think I, it's and dangerous. I, and I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it is as well. And I think it's one of those things where if I could, if we could take that, throw it in a box yeah. and eject it, and it. then bring and then bring social media and and I say social media because that does play a massive impact in the lives of a a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And bring it back to a more positive space yeah. where everyone's a bit more understanding of other people's perspective yeah. and supportive, yeah. I think that's the thing that I find crazy because I do this thing on our um, Instagram called The Daily. Monday yeah. to Friday, I'll answer 15 questions and um, whatever they are. Are they the same questions every day almost? No, they're not. Uh, there's, they there's actually, how'd you get ripped, bra? <laughs> there's quite a lot of... Um, a question. There's a lot of different ones now, which is really nice, but I must admit, and it and it is because of what you're saying a divisive nature that some people have out there now is that I will get asked more questions what's your opinion on this or what's your opinion on what that person said and I'm like yeah. some people will turn around and say well you're not passionate enough because you're not having an opinion on it I'm like no it's more because I really don't care enough yeah. you know I'm going to worry about what I'm doing if that person wants to say something there's 50 layers of context that's probably missed from it yeah. as well and also as well I'm not going to concern myself with creating more negativity around something because it's it's the same as many I'm not going to go into the amount of different things this could be kind of contextualized in and used in different yeah. ways but I think with many things the more noise we make about certain things the more of an issue it becomes long term yeah. I'm like you know we had this whole thing about the Nike mannequin the amount yeah. of people that were crazing me to go nuts on it and it was like it's repulsive or it's amazing it's this it's that and I'm like it's a mannequin and you want me to have an opinion on something that shouldn't even be a conversation. It is what it a is. A body is a body. Yeah. And yes, they've decided to use mannequins. Is it something that should have happened years ago? Is it something that should even be a conversation? No. You know, it's, it's one of those things that adds so much more volume around something that's really in a lot of ways quite insignificant to the yeah. bigger picture. It should just be a thing. And I think that's that's something that we see all the time in the industry. And it's, oh yeah, it gets me riled right. <laughs> We're always asked to comment on stuff. I always. think people should just just stay in your lane get back in your boat and do what you're doing and enjoy it and just be a little more supportive and accepting of what other people are doing take away the judgment mm -hmm. yeah too yeah. right get, so, in that, get in that box get in that, get in that one <laughs> ejection yeah so something that I found really inspirational over your um, pregnancy and then having the birth of Jackson and all that sort of stuff was how transparent and open you guys were and the yeah. content that you put out, especially around sort of body image and just showing like a real, you know. Raw. Raw, yeah, because yeah, a lot real. of it was raw. Yeah. Like what gave you guys the courage to do that? Or what gave you the courage to um, do that? I've always been like it. I'd probably say I've always been there's nothing that really I'm not I don't have a filter I'm always yeah, happy yeah. to talk about everything but you do have lovely filters I must say ah. your um, <laughs> your content always has that lovely ah. kind of pinky is that you are you no, a, are you a boyfriend I, of Instagram yeah, yeah I oh, do really? that yeah so that's kind of what I do while she's asleep I was like I can, that's, a, that's a thing I can do yeah so yeah. I can do that um, there's never been anything I'm afraid to say and yeah. I also feel like when I go on social media a lot of it doesn't represent me and I remember someone saying to me before when you look at your social media if you just picked a lot of us are just scrolling and looking at the same versions of ourselves or yeah. we're all just following personal trainers coaches instagrammers do you want to be following that or do you want to be following like a, a more broader picture of the entire world so are you following different races are you following different nationality what are you following and i realized when i was seeing all the mum stuff it all looked really perfect and yeah, yeah. the bodies still looked really perfect and i was like i kind of want to show that it's not always that but i also don't want to go to the other end where it's i'm trying to make it look 
horrible. Do you know what I mean? I feel I'm not gonna. Yeah, you guys know that my body's different, but I'm not going to sit there and try and pull it apart for you guys. To see, it. you're just yeah. gonna see it how it is. So just trying see, to find I, that. I see a lot of that at the moment. It as drives well. me crazy. And it's, yeah, and it's one of those yeah. ones where it's you take a body that is completely natural, completely beautiful, and then... Try and make be, it look opposite. And because it's got stretch marks or because yeah, you're, you're not as tight as yeah. it was, then you're saying, oh, I've got the confidence to do this. Go yeah, and like, no. go and... And I, I find that almost driving for engagement yeah. Yeah. is yes. almost... Is, it's so inauthentic. Yeah, That's what I don't really like And it's like taking about. a positive message and tainting it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah no, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's what I would say about body confidence. I don't really like it because yeah. I feel like we've kind of made, and I've had the same, I've gone on panels where people have said, I can't be on a body confidence panel because there's nothing wrong with my body. Now that like, body confidence isn't a shape or a size, it's a you feeling. So you've got that yeah. really wrong. Yeah. I mean, I can sit up there and I can show you my cellulite. Does that mean I'm qualified to now be yeah. on body confidence? And that's kind of where it's gone so I, f- I feel like we need to change that massively yeah. yeah I think that's a conversation that is and it and I, I can see it gaining more and more traction mm-hmm. is this we'll get there yeah is that, get there, pe- I think. that inauthentic nature of it as in why you, are you doing this because you want to have the conversation are you doing it because you know that conversation will drive traffic exactly. and drive yeah. engagement yeah. and drive people growth. are getting it's more and more trend. savvy with social media now people understand it they get it you know this is the same with branded content it has to say ad yeah. everybody knows that it's branded content and I yeah. think whether you have to say ad or not in the next few years people are going to read the actual captions <laughs> rather yeah, yeah. than just looking at the content face value and I'm really excited for it to go to that place because yeah. like you say for people like ourselves and you it's going to bring us to a lot more credible respected and appreciated source of information yeah we've talked we, you, you just mentioned ad like, is there anything that you guys what, what are kind of the requisites for you to take on a brand deal as in if somebody came to you and necessarily you weren't using that product before or you know, would you try it first, see if it, see if you liked it, and then give your honest feedback? You know, how does how does how do you guys make the decisions on what brands to work with, what ads to do? So we're both with different agencies. I was on my own for quite a long time, and what I've always done with me is if it's something I would recommend or buy, then I'm probably going to be interested in doing it. If it's yeah. a new company that I've never heard of and I think it's something I'd be interested in, send it to me and I'll trial it for about yeah. a month and be honest. Um, anything that I don't like, I never bad rep on social yeah. media. I just message the guys and say that this isn't for me. It's not going to be something I'm going to talk about. But if it's a product that I love and I would buy it or give it to a friend or family, then I'm yeah. more than happy to go in. Because I think across, like Instagram's not so bad, but when you're on YouTube, that ad it's like such a down thumb and people just tend not to watch it so much so on Instagram it's more that I've really got to think does this fit the platform is this something I want to be a part of and then that's usually the process that we go through is it part of your narrative is it something authentically is is an organic conversation I think if you get that gut feeling where you're like oh my gosh how am I going to I mean there's been some incredible jobs come along we've been like that is amazing money there's an awesome product but that is just I'm never going to be able to sell that on my platform like it's just not something people are going to be interested in you just have to be honest with yourself yeah for us it's obviously me and John are very morally aligned what is that <laughs> I beg your oh, like that. <laughs> that slipped out quickly <laughs> <laughs> there it is again who it's knows drilling. it sounds like a great drill Strong drill. It's Jack. She's like, hurry up, yeah. guys. Yeah. That's, some, that's some strong wind. <laughs> so, so, yeah, me and John are very morally well aligned with, we we know that nine times out of ten when a brand opportunity comes in, whether we're going to do it or not without even having a conversation. Yeah. But I think the key factors are it's got to be something that we're 
very comfortable with and we already use or we would use yeah. and it's always something that we'll have a conversation around oh we might not be using that specific product but it's the exact same range and it's something that people are going to go it makes sense especially now with you know the whole conversation about ads being absolutely mullered anyway is probably going back to that divisive nature of social yeah, media yeah. again which kind of made and it still does to this day it makes our life in terms of bringing new products to people that we genuinely genuinely would use it's tainted now makes it harder yeah yeah because people now have a go at the ad nation saying that are oh, you all just doing it to make money there's about a five percent population who are purely in there and they will sell their soul yeah. to make money on instagram and we're very aware of that but also as well it affects the people you know we put content out and we do paid ads and stuff like that they instantly bomb and people yeah. don't engage with them anymore they're like well because you're getting paid and I'm like well but you, is, is that the people not engaging with them or is that Instagram saying it's a bit of both I think you need to pay you need to pay something to, to get this seen you know um, no, yeah, there's, there's, there's you this key word what that, algorithm yeah, if, I have noticed that if you don't put the paid for tag at the top first and you wait till the yeah wait till the evening it still gets the same engagement but if you put it on first it doesn't so yeah, yeah. there you go it's just it's business it yeah. is hard because I even had it when I stopped breastfeeding we started using formula I had yeah. people say oh you've obviously been paid to use formula and stop breastfeeding I was like no we've just we've just I've just stopped yeah. and that's, <laughs> and that, again that's, that's the that's new progression yeah. hashtag gifted hashtag spawn even when you get that even if I talk I talked about a pair of trainers yesterday and I felt like I couldn't talk about these trainers without going, I'm not being paid to talk about these, but I really like them. Yeah, yeah And it's 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 where it's gone now. It, it's obs obscene, obscene. Mm. So we're just like the same as anyone else. We're quite selective with who we work with. We've narrowed it down a little bit more. We've yeah. given our time to more brands long-term opposed yeah. to kind of moving around yeah. with a lot of different brands because it, it works with us and it's a lot more authentic. And if there's something that's borderline, it, there has been things but we've gone could we make this work could we not yeah. we have to we still have to look at it and go what are the audience getting you know because so, with social where's media the, where's the value not, proposition yeah then? it's not always just are they going to sell units but also you can use something and go and create something that makes people absolutely wet their pants and they yes. find it hilarious yeah. so they're still getting value in some way and the brand's still getting some content that they're happy with so there's yeah. still been there's been stuff like that you know they're the ones that are borderline and you're like if I can make it fun and it's not hurting anyone and everyone's having a laugh at worst then happy days you know yeah. that happens very rarely but it does happen cool um, so one of the things that when we get feedback on the podcast, one of the things say, because I'm so interested in my guests, I just sit here and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they said, can you get your guests to ask you a question that they want to know? So I'm going to throw it open to you guys. You can have one each or you can have a combined one. It's up to you. If you could ask me one thing in the dad podcast, what would it be? Oh, you're really quiet. So I'm going to ask you a question because... As a as a guy, you know, coming up around the magazine, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's these weird things. If there's young listeners out there, they're called magazines that if were you, around. If you want me to sign a couple of copies <laughs> for you, I'm more than. <laughs> when we were younger, so my first like experience or exposure to people like yourself when I was younger was essentially idolizing or fascinating over your body and how I wanted I wanted to look like you do and yeah. did back then. Um, my question would be, how was it? back then pre-social media with magazine covers yeah. and shoots and competing and everything what was 
what was your life like? Was it as you know? I look at it back then. I'm like, this is this is everything. Yeah. You know. But what what was your life like, and how did it feel on a day to day basis? Well, it kind of it kind of tucked and tailed with the competing. So yeah. Um, I was very fortunate to be at a time where I decided I finished playing rugby and decided to get into competing because I didn't really have anything else to do. I'd yeah. go into the gym and it would be not meaningless, but aimless, like goalless. And someone pitched this whole thing about competing. So I decided to enter this competition as a bit of a bet, a bit of a dare with a work colleague. Yeah. Um, and it was just at a time when it was just starting to become more mainstream and become more popular so I got in quite early yeah and so there weren't very many of us doing I think the first show that I won um, or the first European championships I won there were six pro athletes on stage wow so six so it wasn't a lot and then the, I think the first worlds which I won which was nine months later there was like 25 now you step on stage and there's 400 yeah, yeah. so the I think the, the sample size is getting is getting or got much bigger so I think being one of the first guys to be on that competing scene yeah. and it's an easy transition into magazines but absolutely like I remember thinking I remember the first time I got my first magazine cover it was literally like Christmas you know because you as you said like we read those magazines since we were young yeah, yeah and to be on the cover of it and then for your mates to be buying it and you know your friends and your family and all that sort of stuff it, it was a massive ego yeah massive ego trip um, and then to have a career which um, has kind of evolved and if I look at all my magazine covers and you can kind of see the evolution of my career through the covers. So the last one I got was last year, which was the cover of Train magazine. Yeah. And it was a photo of me running um, the Everest Marathon. So it was oh, me wow. fully, fully clothed, yeah. like in, in like thermals with ice picks and running through a, an ice field. And that was the cover of the magazine. It yeah. was the first time they'd ever put someone without their shirt off yeah. on it. And for me, that was that was probably more of a significant cover than maybe any of the others when I had yeah. my shirt off and was shredded off having just stepped off stage. Um, so I I still really value magazines despite them not being kind of as mainstream or as, yeah. as red as they were. they'll come back. Yeah. I miss. They'll be vintage yeah. soon, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the vintage men's fitness and men's health covers that yeah. are there. I've still got them all yeah, you somewhere in a box. You should have. I think they're on a bookshelf. I think Cubby's drawn all over half of them with a biro. but. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> I have so many questions. First up, I'm going to say huge well done for the Everest because that Thank was, you. I mean, just didn't I've, even compute yeah. in my my brain when someone who's climbed mountains. Yeah. I've done Killy, but I haven't done that. I've thought about doing that. I just don't even know how you did that. To be fair, yeah, it was pretty tough. To be fair, did you get altitude sickness? No. So, but I was. I, so was, I know it's worse when you have more muscle mass as well. well this, so. so this is it. So I was in a group of sixty people, and the, like the Sherpa comes up to me and he goes you're going to be in trouble. Mm. And I go, why? So and, he, and, he, and he goes, he goes. as soon as we get above 4,000 meters, your body, like the atmosphere is going to take more from you than it's going to mm. give you. He goes, so just be aware. Don't try and be a strong man. If you start having headaches, let us know. You know, we, we're here to support. And I'd been doing a lot of altitude training in the gym. I've been sleeping in an altitude tent. I was like, I've done everything I can and I'm quite fit. So it should yeah. be okay. I think I was one of four people out of 60 that didn't get any symptoms. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's and there were, amazing. And there were people that died. There was like, there were people that on the on the trip that this Korean lady, you know, she didn't want to trek. So she wanted to, uh, it took us 12 days to get up to base camp. She wanted to fly in, in a helicopter and then run the race, but had a embolism against all medical wow. things. So she had like an embolism and had to get shipped back to Kathmandu and she died. Wow. So, you know, there's, 
it, you need to respect nature. And yeah, yeah. I was just very, very lucky that I think the groundwork that I did here in the UK and then just a bit of luck. Like some, yeah. some people were susceptible to it and some people aren't. Like this was a, a group of seasoned, hardened marathon runners. And you've got to be do that. And a bodybuilder. And it was one of those ones where I knew mentally I'd be able to complete the race. Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily be in a time. But I was shocked at how the super fit guys were getting hit with altitude sickness. Yeah. yeah. My other question was a silly question. If you what condition could, are If you could choose, would yeah. you rather have your body... Yeah. But, oh, hold on, I've got to make sure I get it right. Hold on, got to get it right. In my head, it was making loads of sense. Oh, here we go. Would you, <laughs> would you rather have your body, but you're not allowed to train, or a dad bod, and you're allowed to train? That's a tough one, right? It's a hard it's one. It's a hard man. one, yeah. Oh, I would probably go, and this is probably really controversial. I, I thought you might be controversial. I would probably say I would have my body and not train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually think that's yeah, probably what we'd all do. Yeah, that's probably as well a combination <laughs> of just how hard yeah, it is. you that had shows. to work and continue to work yeah. to get that physique yeah. and keep that physique. So I train like four, to, four, to, four to five days a week to look to look like this. And yeah. if someone could say, yeah, you don't have to, ever, ever, have to train, <laughs> ever have to train again and you can still look, you can still look yeah. like you look, hell yeah. That was the answer I wanted because it's something we talk about all the time. As in, would yeah, what would you do for that body? As a lot of us people think you can just get it tomorrow and it's just not how it is. No. How long have you guys been training? Oh, I hope, well, I've 18, in, since I was 18? I've been in sports since I was 12, so I used to have asthma. Right. And strangely, my, they probably get struck off for actually me mentioning this, which I've spoken about before, <laughs> but my PE teacher encouraged yeah. me to not use my inhaler because right. I didn't realize I was so dependent on it. Yeah. So I really wanted to run. So what she set up was there was a loop of our field. It was it used to be one field, one woods used to be the loop. Yeah. And she was like, you take your inhaler with you, but don't use your inhaler until around 10 to 15 seconds after you think you need it. And then we just slowly worked on it in a lot of it. We got to the point where I realized that a lot of my attacks and my throat closing up was the angst of feeling like I was going to have an asthma attack, yeah, not yeah. physically not being able to breathe. Interesting. And just got further and further and further. And it got to the point where I ended up representing the south of England in yeah. cross country four years later. Wow. Never had an inhaler again. Yeah. And from then I was obsessed with the body and what it could do and what the brain could do and the mind could do to focus it. And then it was sport from then on. And I think a lot. We we had this really sad conversation where we realised ever since we got into it, I don't think I've had longer than maybe five days where I've not done something, whether it be a run really? or go to the gym since I've been around fourteen years old. No injuries, no illness. Even I, I no. broke wow. my, I broke one, I broke one of my wrists, broke my thumb, broke my nose three times, but that was boxing. And I still remember going to the gym, my first ever gym, Walls Gym, loggers, literally the most <laughs> old school machines in the world, doing a bicep EZ bar fixed curl with in, the in your bar hanging across my cast on my Savage. right hand and curling with the left. It was obscene. I, I always, always, it's one of the things I find hard to empathize with clients sometimes when they say that they can't do something because yeah. they've got a broken little toe or something. Yeah. I'm like... You may be in a cast up to your thigh, but you've still got a whole body that you can. Still a lot of shit you can, you can do. You can still do a lot, and I think it's it's terrifyingly sad in so many ways when I think about it. But at the same time, I'm like, I think it it helps me as a coach massively. Yes. Yeah, it's nuts. I love that. 
And you've been training since you were... Yeah, so I was always active, always active from a kid, like I was always playing around. And then I'd probably say joined my first gym with my first boyfriend at 17. And then I've just always been there and then CrossFit the last couple of years. And actually, since having Jackson going back into it, I actually feel the fittest and the strongest and yeah. the best I've ever felt. Do you, so this is something that Sophie definitely... She thinks that having a child it's made her stronger and in better shape yeah. than before. Yeah, in every single way. I love my body way more than I ever did. And yeah. also, I've never been as nice to myself. The whole way through pregnancy, yeah, yeah. and I mean, I've never been awful to myself, but it, you just can't be that horrible to yourself when you're yeah. going through something like that. And I felt so special. And then after having her and just realizing what the body does, and yeah, things have changed about my body, but I, uh, I mean... You're I all about a, it. Yeah. yeah, I did yeah. a women's health shoot naked before on my 30th birthday. I would do that and feel way more confident right now if someone told me. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah, I love my body now. Well, that's amazing. Yeah acceptance and appreciation yeah. like I've seen with Carly with her body she always we've all got things we want to change there's no yeah. stories about it it's accepting that and moving on and doing something practical with it whereas she used to spend a lot of time beating herself up because of the industry we're in as well yeah. it's, it's if you're not beating yourself up someone else is going to but ever since it was almost like a switch when she had her four weeks off or six weeks off after Jax was born was, I'm not going to do anything I'm going yeah right give it a week you'll try and move because it was what we were used to yeah. and she let it happen she's like well I want my body to properly heal and recover before I go and batter it again in the gym yeah. she came back and had a personal trainer up until like a month ago yeah. and invested in her body because she wanted to make sure that it was well not that it looked well just actually was well and back together and I was like you've yeah. invested so much more love and passion into your body in the last nine months than you have probably in the last ten years because yeah. she's so much more appreciative of it because of what look what it's given us yeah so the personal trainer was you know someone to hold you accountable and also to make sure that I have my time because yeah. that was one thing I had when having Jax was the kind of guilt of trying to juggle it all I'd be like no I, yeah, I don't need to I'll just do a workout at home which I can do I'm, I can totally do that but to have someone who can just get me back to basics help me with my posture again and make me do the things that I wouldn't necessarily want to do yes. And to start all over again, it was amazing being given the opportunity to like have a brand new body and start again. Because you kind of do it completely different to how you did when you were like 18. Yeah. So it was awesome. And it's also outsourcing, mm. outsourcing the worry. Yeah, the, yeah, definitely. And, and also just the headspace, outsourcing yeah. the headspace. And you can just turn up and you've given all the stress of what you're going to do. And as yeah. you said, they make you do the things that you might not want to do exactly. yourself. Exactly. And it's knowledge as well. It's nice to learn from other trainers. I love working with different yeah. trainers because they all have their different expertise Everyone's and you pick up. Yeah, it's awesome. It's nice yeah. to be around other people doing the same thing. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so probably the last one I'm going to ask you guys. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners or maybe to yourselves mm -hmm. a year ago, pre-jacks, mm -hmm. what would it be? Mine is move because you want to, eat because you can. And I say this all the time because everyone's doing both for punishment. Obviously, if you have a, a huge goal or aesthetic goal, it does change things slightly. But so many of us are just exercising as punishment for what we ate. Yeah. And we're eating as punishment for what we do or don't want to eat as well. And that's just not the way it's meant to be. So I always say to people to try and enjoy the two of them because then literally your body and your mind transform so easily. So what is it again? Repeat it a bit slower. Move because you want to, eat because you can. Move because you want to, eat because, because you can. You can. Because we're really lucky, like being in England, we have the choice of our food. We have generally have the money for our food. And you yeah. don't have that everywhere else. We're no. so lucky to be so picky and make decisions like that. So, yeah. yeah. I won't go fitness because <laughs> I think I think the most transformation I've made probably in my whole life has been through this last 18 months. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about it as a 
male or female kind of thing but I can only talk about it from my perspective as a male you can be trans yeah. or neutral yeah. um, <laughs> I think it would probably be to appreciate it a little bit more appreciate the journey it doesn't necessarily have to be through pregnancy or through fitness or whatever I think it kind of translates across everything and I think it's very easy sometimes to get caught up in what you feel like you should be doing or you should be focusing on or remembering how great you did look or how great your life was before that you forget to be present in what you're doing right now and I think one of the biggest things that Jax has given me specifically since she's got here is that presence to sit there and leave my phone alone and fascinate over the ice cubes that she's watching yeah, going around yeah. in the glass at the same time. And I'm like, the amount of firsts that she's experienced and I've gone, I never, I haven't even thought about that. You know, it's, it's so many incredible things that, you know, I don't want to be so so present that I've got no drive whatsoever yeah. to do anything with my life. But you I just think want to be grateful, right? You yeah, want to be sometimes, grateful and... sometimes I think you can focus so much on putting pressure on yourself or what you feel like you should be doing that you miss out on so much that's going on right now. That would be mine. That's a, that's, a great, that's a great piece of advice. Um, so if any of you guys listening to this are not already following these two, you guys are nuts. But give them uh, your handles on social media. Tell them where best to keep in touch and follow you guys for what you do. I am Carly Rowena across everything. So if you type it in, you will find Carly Rowena. Probably some random photos. Yeah, Carly Rowena across everything. YouTube, blog, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And then I have retreats all around the world. So you'll find them on my blog. And so where, where are your retreats? Where are you off to this all, year? Well, so we did Peru and Kilimanjaro. Possibly got Everest Base Camp coming. But wow. Indonesian Volcano Trek is the next big one coming up. And we've got some surf retreats and some uh, like CrossFit style retreats happening in Portugal and Spain. Amazing. Yeah. Big. Big. Uh, for me, it's YouTube is the number one, which is called The Lean Machines. And if you're on there, obviously, because you're listening to this, not necessarily watching it on the short one. Uh, the short <laughs> one um, and then the same on Facebook. The only difference is Instagram is The Lean Machines official because a fan account started up with The Lean Machines name before we got there. This uh, is how old school we are. Yeah, old we school. literally didn't have. We had a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, and a Twitter page. And then Instagram came. We were like, no, nah, we've, we've got, we got enough. Going worried on. about it, yeah. We're like, no, even worry about it. And by the time we got to Instagram, someone did it actually a startup account called the Lean Machine, so we haven't actually got that name. Oh. <laughs> so it's Lean Machines official. Yeah, there you go. So okay. you'll find us on there. Well, you guys have been absolutely amazing guests. This, this feels like it's been like a, a dinner party conversation. Yeah, it's genuinely been a pleasure. The only thing I'm disappointed about is the fact that they were coffees, not espresso martini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we can do an off-key, low-key Instagram Deal. live yeah. over Deal. espresso martini somewhere cool. But you guys have been an absolute pleasure. If you guys have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please get into the comments section. Leave us some positive comments. Leave us some good reviews because the more reviews we get, the more people will hear this. And that is the main reason these guys have come in with some amazing insights and some amazing messages and I want as many people to hear them as possible so thank you very much to you two legends thank you You're very welcome and thank you to everybody who's listened this is Sean Stafford and this is the Dad Podcast out <laughs> <laughs>